Are you tired of the same boring and bland coffee flavors week after week, year after year? Why not try something new and fresh from Bean Quest Coffee? They have flavors like Brazil Peaberry and my personal favorite, Bali Blue Moon Organic, a dark and complex coffee with an exotic and syrupy body and hints of chocolate, vanilla, and spice. Seriously, guys, check them out, and when you do, make sure to use our promo code 10Biscuit at checkout for 5% off your order. Join us on a quest for better coffee today at bean-questcoffee.com. Thanks. Hey guys, Tin Man here. Welcome to another 10 Biscuit Reviews podcast. Don't forget to check the description for useful links or reach out on Twitter at 10BiscuitR or email 10BiscuitReviews at gmail.com. Thank you. It means a lot to all of us. Without further ado, let's go on with the show. The National Radio Quiet Zone is a 13,000 square mile stretch of land in West Virginia where there's no radio signals, there's no Wi-Fi, um, everything that has to do with technology is very, um, it's very limited. So, you know, like I said, there's no radio stations, there's no Wi-Fi, there's like computers, but everything is like hardwired. Um, there's no cell phones, quote unquote, no cell phones, there are not supposed to be any cell phones. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, right? As far as, uh, like, what's not allowed, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Basically, anything that generates, like, electromagnetic waves right. isn't allowed. Right. Um, I think even down to, uh, I was reading something that said a lot of the vehicles in that zone actually run on diesel. Right. Uh, because gas, wait, did you already talk about this? No. Okay, because... Sorry, I was trying to adjust my audio. Um, So, yeah, a lot of the vehicles are diesel-based because uh, gas engines utilize spark plugs. And for some reason, spark plugs generate, like, small traces of electromagnetic waves. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not really sure the science behind that. I don't know why that's the case. But, uh, but yeah, a lot of the vehicles are diesel-based. That's interesting because... Diesel trucks, you have to charge. Like, you have to plug them in in the winter. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. I'm not sure if it's all diesel trucks, but I know a lot of, like, the newer trucks, they, you have to plug them in so that, like, in the winter, the idea is you plug them in, and then whenever you get in them, it's already warm. The engine's already warm, so it's, like, already... You have to, like, wait for, like, it to heat up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, huh, that's interesting. I didn't I didn't read that they were diesel, but that's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. So, yeah, basically, like you said, anything that's going to give off um, electromagnetic magnetic waves is basically a no-go. And the reason for that is it's near the, um, it is near an NSA uh facility that they can't have any kind of like interference the uh national radio astronomy observatory telescope is the name of what it is and it's like they can't have any any kind of there can't be anything that's going to restrict or infringe upon what they're trying to accomplish with you know um gosh um with trying to research is the word i'm looking for so they they make it so that nobody around can have this these you know wi-fi networks no cellular networks um any kind of electromagnetic field so that that can't happen there because of the uh telescope yeah, so I think originally when this was area was established, it was because uh, I think it's like nestled around some mountains, in between some mountains. So you get sort of like a natural barrier. Mm-hmm. And at the time uh, it was created, there just really wasn't a whole lot there. Um, and since that time, it's 
kind of been built up into its own little town. So, um, you know, there are people who live there um, who work, uh, the scientists who monitor these, um, uh, you know, are they not satellite? Were they just like dishes? Yeah. Like telescopes. Yeah, it's like a satellite um, dish, basically. Satellite dish, yeah. Um, but over time, um, other people have moved there as well. So it's it's kind of it's definitely built up from what it was. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, a bustling little town, but uh, but yeah, they people when you move there, you actually have to sign um, a contract all the land there is owned. So you're renting land when you move there. Mm. Um, but you have to sign a contract just saying that you basically, here's all the things that you can't have um, because, you know, it'll interfere with the, uh, the research that's going on there. So it's right. pretty interesting. Yeah. And it, it's interesting to note though, that you, you know, we say that they built it up, but there's a lot of stuff that they still don't have. Like, I don't know if you read this, but there's no grocery store. There's no hospital in this. Yeah. In this town, there's like, there's nothing near. There's like a church though and a library, but no, no grocery store. There's no grocery store. There's because I was reading it in one of the uh, articles that I sent you and she's like, it's, we'll get, we'll get to, we'll get to that. But no, there's no grocery store. There's no hospital. You have to drive really far away for those things. Um, That's so interesting. So, and I know that. So, when I was looking at pictures of it, it's obviously still most of most of it's very rural. Yeah, and there were farms. People owned animals. So, I'm sure a lot of the people who live there also sustain off of their own, like you know, either animal mm-hmm. or produce. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very so. To put this into perspective for you guys, the town of Greenbank, West Virginia, has as of 2013, 147 residents. That's it, 147. And um, so when you, you the the job market there is very competitive so they almost have to like fend for themselves to a certain extent um but also they don't this is another interesting thing i thought was really interesting is that so there's no grocery store no hospital whatever right but some of these people don't even have a refrigerator some of them don't have running water interesting because i mean we talked about all the stuff they can't have but i mean there's still electricity there's like landlines right Mm -hmm. so um they still have telephones it's just landline um they they've got internet right it just has to be like hardwired like ethernet yeah so it's not like they're completely removed from you know, society, but it's almost like this mindset of, oh, well, if there's no Wi-Fi, like they're they're taking it like even a step further, right? Yeah. Like we're gonna we're gonna live as simply as possible. <laughs> Do you think the like not having running water is due to the fact that if they had running water, they would require a water treatment plant, and that would cause more uh, electromagnetic waves um i don't know i'm not sure potentially i mean let me see um because i didn't come across that when i was researching it um coven productions thank you for the follow yeah i I'd also um, i don't understand the no refrigerator um because they were saying that some of the people will fill up the like an ice box every day to keep their stuff, their cold stuff cold. Yeah. It, I mean, maybe they're, yeah, I'm not sure. Hmm. I don't know. That's an interesting one. Um, but it's, 
It's definitely a very odd place. And I mean odd as in some of it, it, it's odd to me because I don't live like that. You know, I'm sure yeah. if you lived there, if you grew up there, it's normal and it's just, that's how you live your life. But they were saying, I was reading that they're, these kids grow up and they leave, you know, the National Radio Quiet Zone. They leave Green Bank and then they come back and it's like, they, they think it's like the Stone Age, you know, it's like the Age of Dinosaurs. So... It's got to be kind of almost like the Amish and Rumspringa, where they they go off to sow their wild oats, and then they just go hog wild with it. Does that make sense? Maybe. I just, like, I mean, yeah, it's not what we have, like, in a normal, like, I guess society, but it's not... It's not that different. Like, it's not so far outside of what we have that it's just, it's funny to, to hear that, that kids, like, leave and then come back and they're like. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's definitely, like, if there were no phones, like, there is no internet access, which maybe, I mean, if some people don't even have fridges, maybe a lot of people just don't have internet access. Mm-hmm. Um, I know at least the scientists probably have it um, for their work, but maybe the people who live there just don't. Um, yeah. I, I mean, if if it's hard to, uh, you know, if the if the job market there is very competitive um, because of the limitations, I mean, maybe people just can't afford it. That could be another. Could be. Why. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I didn't think about that aspect of it because yeah. I know I was reading that people. More people are moving there, um, which I guess is probably a good segue into our main topic of the night. Um, but people are moving there, and they kind of, like, hate it. The, the residents that are already there, they kind of hate new people. Yeah, They're very More angry. people are moving in. Yeah. Because it's so competitive, they don't have it, – it's almost like they don't have enough for these new people. Yeah. And so, like I said, I guess that is, you know, brings us to our – main topic which is electrosensitives electrosensitives <laughs> all right so go ahead yeah i mean you know a lot of times most of our topics kind of revolve around um you know myths or urban legends or conspiracies and you know the the national radio quiet zone is pretty like inconspicuous like it's it's legit right i mean you know scientists are living there just studying outer space and there's not a lot to it like inherently i'm but really sad about that i want you to know that i'm really <laughs> you know, sad about i was it. expecting more like you know mystery surrounding this but there really wasn't yeah. um but it, it led us to something else that was really interesting, which is uh, the case of people who identify as electrosensitives. Right. Um, do you want to kind of talk a little bit about what yeah. that entails? Yeah. So electrosensitives are people that believe, I don't, I don't know a better way to put it than other than they believe it. Um, yeah. But they believe that electric waves like Wi-Fi signals, cell phone signals, radio waves, stuff like that, they believe that they cause them physical pain. Um, They make them ill. Um, They can be the cause for people's heart conditions, uh, headaches, nausea, um, any slew of symptoms that you might think of they believe that the these radio waves and wave electric electromagnetic waves are the cause of those issues um and so this place where they don't allow hardly any if any of those waves is perfect for them because they don't have to they they live a normal life where they don't have to be bothered by 
anything. And some of these people even go as far as to say, like, well, lights, like, um, fluorescent lights will cause issues with their body. Um, so that's what they believe. Yeah, so here's, here's a quote from um, someone who believes that they have this condition. Um, so she says, in a Wi-Fi place, I'd feel sick to my stomach. I'd lose all energy and have pins and needles. It would get really bad in the middle of the day when cell phone usage was peaking. Then I'd go to the beach where there was no reception. And within minutes, my symptoms would be gone. So, yeah. Um, and that's, that's pretty consistent across all of the cases that I read about is a lot of it is like feeling sick, um, you know, lethargy or losing energy. Um, and then like pins and needles, that was very common, sort of like prickling of the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just really interesting. Um, you know, I, I, when I was watching this, it's really easy to sort of, I think, write people off almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, in fact, a lot of the people who describe these symptoms, you know, they're like, people think I'm crazy because they don't understand um, you know, what I'm going through. Um, and, I, you know, can, can I say whether or not it's, well, I think, I, I guess what I'll say is I think there's debate as to whether or not this is real in mm-hmm. terms of their symptoms are obviously very real because they they are suffering and it you know, impedes their daily tasks, right? right? So their symptoms are real. But the question is whether or not this is actually occurring from electromagnetic waves. Right. Um, The World Health Organization has done multiple studies, and they are basically saying, you know, as far as we know, you know, the tests that we've done, electromagnetic waves, you know, in these concentrations should not have any effect on humans. Right. Um, But they do admit that people have, people are experiencing real symptoms. Right. Right. They, they basically say, you know, we don't know what's causing it, but it's not electromagnetic magnetic waves. Mm -hmm. And then these people's response to that is, well, I don't care what your study says. I know my body, you know, and it makes sense that you would, find a correlation between electromagnetic waves and the symptoms if as soon as you take away those waves the symptoms slow down or completely stop so it makes sense that you would put two and two together and say this is the cause therefore i need to cut out the cause so i can live a normal life um yeah yeah and there i mean it's fairly prevalent um i i saw that i think it was either denmark or sweden they since the 1990s um they've been you know like supplementing people with these symptoms or helping them out i think the uk has done it as well um and some other european countries but i mean it's it's prevalent enough that you know i guess countries around the world are kind of taking notice of it and trying to help or at least compensate people who can't go about their daily lives right um in a in a normal functioning society with these symptoms yeah Um, so and it's i mean it's honestly not something that i ever heard about until i started looking into the you know the radio quiet zone Mm -hmm. um but it's a lot more prevalent than i realized yeah, and here's so it's funny that you mentioned that like other countries are trying to find ways to kind of appease these people, you know, like alleviate their symptoms and stuff. Because I was re- I was reading that citizens of Green Bank, West Virginia, are like going out of their way to treat these people like garbage. Really? Um, yeah, like to the point where here, let me see if I can find it. Um, they, like I said, they don't want them around. Um, and they make it very well known to the point where someone said that they put a dead groundhog in her mailbox. Um, they, so sad. Like, they like 
take stuff from her porch, like packages and stuff. They take stuff. Um, they make it very well known that they do not want those people in their town. Um, now, whether that's because of their ailments or because there's just not enough job opportunities, and so they're like trying to push them out to get make make it easier for themselves. It's probably the latter, if I had to guess. But it's just a very different take on the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so interesting. Because I I don't know. I mean, obviously, there are scientists that live there. Um, and I would be interested to know how many of the people who live there, besides the scientists who, who work, um, like just live there to live there right yeah because it's only it's only 150 people like it's not that it's not people yeah um i don't know maybe the people who live there are just worried of it worried about it becoming i don't know growing you know growing in population yeah maybe to the point where they build a grocery store and that would just be right unacceptable yeah, yeah here here it is right here uh, they tell them we don't want your kind of people here. Just right what up front. Mean? <laughs> right up front. Um, she was banned. This lady was banned from the radio observatory for bringing up radiation issues at a town meeting. Um, her tires were punctured in the night more than once. Uh, trying to think. That's... Trying to see what all else can see here. Um, That's so sad because when you see interviews with these people like again i'm not gonna i'm not gonna debate whether or not you know what they're suffering from is electromagnetic waves right they're obviously experiencing something right and it's terrible because a lot of these people are like you know i can't go outside i live in my room i have to like line the walls with special stuff like they literally can't go outside or do anything. And then you hear about them moving to this town and just getting like trapped. Yeah. And that's just really sad. Yeah. It's, it's really messed up, you know, that these people, all they want to do is live like a normal life, you know, not in pain because like you said, they're, they're being affected by something, whether it's the radio, radio waves, electromagnetic waves, magnetic waves, or something totally different something's happening so all these people want to do is live a normal life and they go to the this place where it's like their paradise you know it's their it's their place and they get treated like garbage when they're the ones you know they're sleeping like i read that one lady sleeps in a uh, a silver like shirt like actually made out of silver like silver (laughs) threads because it, yeah. it decreases the amount of uh, electromagnetic waves that enter her body at night. And so, like, think about taking that, it to that extreme, you know, to where you're wearing, like, special shirts. And these people are just like, we don't want you. Get out. Like, here's a dead groundhog. Yeah, I guess. So there's kind of a another side to that argument that I want to examine. So okay. we're kind of looking at you know, these electrosensitive people coming into um, the radio quiet zone seeking uh, relief from their symptoms. Mm -hmm. Um, But I came across a story um, (laughs) about there, there apparently uh, there's apparently a large group of uh, activists. So um, I guess it's called electromagnetic. It's electromagnetic hypersensitivity. So EHS is like officially what they say they right. suffer from. Um, but yeah, there's a group that was organized back in 1996, and they protest and they've been like suing people for use of like Wi-Fi networks and the effects that they've had. So like, um, so this is talking about the guy who, who um, started the organization, but basically in 2010, he sued his neighbor. They were living in Santa Fe. He sued his neighbor for the effects of 
basically the neighbor's Wi-Fi on him, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, man, my, my neighbor's using Wi-Fi. I'm suffering all these negative effects. I'm just going to sue my neighbor for Wi-Fi usage. Right. <laughs> so you kind of have like this, this spectrum of people where some of them are just like tired and exhausted and they just want relief and they're trying to find somewhere they can live in peace. And then you have other people that are very vocal about their symptoms and what they believe they are experiencing and trying to like change regulations and have more research done. And they're kind of like spreading the word of EHS essentially. But um, I mean, they say according to surveys that they've done, it says one to 4% of the world's population believes that they're affected. So yeah. I don't know, I don't know how many people. That's a lot considering the world's population, even at four percent. Yeah. But, um, but there you go. <laughs> yeah. I no. I mean, you're right. It is like a spectrum of people. You know, there's people that want to. There's definitely people that want to just live their lives in you know without pain, but then like you said, there's also those people that seem to kind of want to, almost like throw it in people's faces nonstop. Like, yeah. well, you need to, like, cater to me because I have all these issues. And, first of all, that's not the way to go about it. Second of all, there's no conclusive evidence that, you know, the Wi-Fi signals or the electromagnetic magnetic fields are the cause of your symptoms. So it's like, why should we have to cater to you? Um, I don't know. It's It's all really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I can see how it would be frustrating if you if you firmly believe that that's what you're suffering from Mm -hmm. and the entire world is like a runs on, you know, the opposite direction, you know, we're, we, everything's on Wi-Fi, everything's, you know, electromagnetic waves everywhere. And it, it would suck. It would be frustrating. So like, I kind of get it, but it's, uh, I don't know. It just brings up a lot of questions about, you know our our wi-fi usage in general yeah that's see that's the way i almost took it is like it almost it almost seems like a real life examination of um like addiction to technology you know mm-hmm. we as a society have become so in, in, in accustomed to having technology literally at our fingertips in the form of a smartphone but not only that, our cars run on electricity, um, you know, lights. Uh, like I said, the, the water treatment plants run on electricity. Everything runs on electricity. And with that, it gives off some sort of a wave, you know, like you were saying with cars having um, the spark plugs. The spark plugs, yeah. So it, it almost seems, and then that's what one lady said was that, was that it's, like we invented the electromagnetic fields because they weren't here before, you know, like they, yeah. they're not natural, I guess is the best way to put it. Well, so the earth, there are natural electromagnetic waves. Right. And there are, I mean, that's what birds use to navigate. Uh, I mean, a lot of animals use it for, yeah, navigation or mating or whatever. Um, and, you know, those are levels that anything living on the earth would be used to. But right. yeah, everything that we've created um, Wi-Fi wise, every all of this like top level, all of these top level electromagnetic fields are at levels not found in nature, right? Right. <laughs> So, yeah, it's it's not unknown in the natural world, but we have reached a point where where it's unnatural, unnatural levels, right. essentially. Yeah. Right. Is, that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. It's like yeah. there's stuff out there, but it's not like, you know, a cell tower every, you know, however many miles to the point. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not to that point. That's natural. Um, yeah. So... Do you want to jump into the nocebo effect? 
Yeah, I just want to make one more point um, okay. because uh, protagonist in chat brought up an interesting question. Um, he said he wonders if those people, the, the electrosensitives, um, have any specific, like a certain medical history that would make them more susceptible or like if there's a different kind of link between the sensitivity. Mm-hmm. So from what I saw, that's not... It's not an answerable question. So there's some people who think it is hereditary. Um, and there are other people who think that um, if you were exposed to a, a, a high level of electromagnetic radiation at some point in your life, it kind of like spurred this negative reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other people think it's just a matter of how the body processes the electromagnetic electromagnetic waves mm-hmm. that some people just aren't able to process it as well as other people. So yeah. there's really no like standard answer. Right. Um, but those are kind of the theories that are out there. You know, it's interesting because I don't know if, you know, for the longest time there was this thought that if you have a pacemaker on your heart, right? You can't be around microwaves, you know, because it would it would mess with the pacemaker and cause it to be, you know, off beat or whatever you want to call it. And it could cause you to have another heart attack. So I wonder if it's something along those lines, like, like for the longest time, okay, so, but okay. So with the pacemaker and the the microwave thing, we've gotten past that at this point. You know, like our pacemaker technology has uh, has grown far enough to where it's okay for people with pacemakers to be near microwaves. So I wonder if um, maybe prior to that, you know, when stuff was still not advanced as it is now, Maybe something happened to someone in their family that caused the um, issues to arise with like the, the nausea, the headaches, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then from then, it became hereditary. Does that make sense? Yeah, sort of. I can't say that I kn- I know if that's how that stuff works. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know if it is either. That's, I was just posing a question. Yeah, no, no, I get it. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe. Maybe. I don't maybe. know. We don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows, apparently. Not even the top scientists in the world know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe I just cracked yeah. the case. <laughs> but no, let's, uh, yeah, let's hop into the nocebo effect. Okay. So the nocebo effect. Uh, is the opposite of the placebo effect. So the placebo effect, for those of you who do not know, um, you believe that something's ailing you, you take medicine, and then you take, quote-unquote, medicine, and then uh, you feel better because you believe that you feel better. You believe that you're cured because you take it as medicine. So the nocebo effect is that um, something happens to you and you believe that it is making you sick. So, um, in this case, the electromagnetic fields are causing these people to be sick. Even though there might not be anything there that could cause such a thing, it's the reason that they are getting sick, that they have rashes and headaches and nausea and, you know, everything like that. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought that the, no- the idea of a nocebo effect was, was interesting. Yeah, it's um when you sent me that article, it's something that I kept in mind when I was um reading about people who were talking about their experiences with electrosensitivity. And yeah. it's funny because a lot of them, not not all of them, but a majority of them were like, yeah, you know, I was I was suffering from all these symptoms and there was one woman who said you know at first I thought I was having really bad um like crowd anxiety 
Um, and she's like, I couldn't figure it out until one day my friends mentioned that I might be suffering from electrosensitivity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's just kind of like, you know, again, I'm not, I can't, I can't say, you know, these people are definitely suffering for some, from something. Right. Right. But it's just interesting to hear that a lot of them were like, Oh, you know, I didn't know what it was until my friend told me that it might be this. Yeah. Or until they read right? it online. Yeah. 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 And it, you know, it's not, this definitely <laughs> isn't the only thing that happens this way. Right. I mean, just- even if I'm sick and I go to search my symptoms, you know, it's the, it's the, um, what's that website? WebMD. Yeah. It's like the WebMD effect, right? Yeah. Although like, WebMD just tells you you have cancer. Like, like, well, right. I stubbed my toe. I have cancer, I guess. Um, but no, let's, let's for a moment, let's, let's pause on that, that they hear it from a friend or they read it online. Like, you read it online on the thing that's causing an electromagnetic wave that could be causing you pain to find out that you might have this disease. Right. It, it just, it's just one of those things that it makes me laugh, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I read about this nocebo effect and it kind of makes sense. Um, I say that because I've never felt anything like, uh, you know, what they're talking about. Um, but I don't know what the, the idea of a placebo or nocebo or whatever in and of itself is based off of, you know, your own mind. Like you have to believe it. So do you think that? Maybe these people are believing that they're in pain and then they be, they actually are in pain because they believe it. Oh, I mean, there, there were just a lot of people who talked about experiencing symptoms and they didn't know what to attribute the symptoms to. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like it's something that exists. And obviously, I don't want to, I don't ever want to downplay someone who says that they're suffering from something. Right. Um, like, because I've, I've been there. It sucks. It's frustrating when you don't know what's wrong and no one else can figure out what's wrong either. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I think what, I think they are suffering from something. I just don't, I don't know. It's just hard to say whether or not it's electromagnetic waves, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but they, but they just seem so, there's just so many, well, I don't know. There's so many people who suffer similar symptoms and really just feel like when they are out of range of Wi-Fi and other electromagnetic waves that life is just so much better for them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the extent of the nocebo effect is, you know, like right. how, how long would it last? Could they like self perpetuate this, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's just a difficult question to answer. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't, I feel like I'm just babbling, but it's you I are. think that they're suffering real symptoms. I just okay. don't know what to attribute it to. Okay. So I don't know if that would fall under the nocebo effect or not. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um you know, I think that like you said, I think that they're they're suffering from something. I don't know if it's the, you know, electromagnetic magnetic waves or if they're just believing it to be true so that it is true um i don't know um i do know that i think i think that if if being away from 
the electromagnetic magnetic fields fields if being away from them helps them to feel better then i'm all for it you know what i mean like yeah. i think you should be more not necessarily you but i think me they should be more accepting of these people and not send them dead groundhogs or puncture their tires or whatever you know yeah. um if even if it just gives them a peace of mind you know what i mean like even if it just makes you mentally feel better about your situation and the the things that you're going through then why not let them do it you know what i mean yeah i i honestly don't understand the mentality of the people who are living in the radio quiet zone and i don't i don't know if that article you found really goes into that not depth. really it just yeah, talks it's about like them. is it I mean, we could we could guess whether, you know, whether or not it's because they don't want their jobs taken. They want to keep their town as it is. They don't want it to grow. I, you know, it could be any number of things, but it's just such a strange mentality. Um, I just didn't expect that, I guess. Yeah. And I think the part that is really rough for me to understand is. Like, I get I get that you don't want your jobs taken. You know, it's a town of 147 people. I imagine jobs aren't that, you know, easy to come by. But at the same time, it's also a 13,000 square mile stretch. Right. You know, it's not like it's a small area. Yeah. I mean, that's not huge by any means, but that's also not, like, ungodly tiny. Um. So... If you aren't, I, I mean, I, I've never been there. I haven't seen pictures of, like, I've seen pictures of the town, but I haven't seen pictures of, like, getting to the town. So I don't know how far away something else is. Um, like, I don't know where, I guess what I'm trying to say is, within the 13,000 mile square, 13,000 13, square mile section, I don't know where the village or town or whatever you want to call it sits, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess my thought process is couldn't the people that aren't having those issues, couldn't they just drive elsewhere to get, like, get a, get a job? I mean, if their job got taken, but also you got to think like, if you have more people, it could open up more opportunities because they could open up their own businesses. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that, that's why I was questioning their status within the town because like i said obviously there are the scientists who live there because they work at um you know at the labs and at the um they work with the satellite dishes but like you know are there i assume that not all of those are people are scientists right i would assume so not how, how how did they end up there how long have they been there is it like a generational family thing like my father owned this land and you know i don't want outsiders coming in it's just like such a weird situation yeah it's almost like yeah. it's almost like um like the 60s this is gonna it sounds bad but it's almost like the 60s in like the south you know the 50s and 60s in the south where they were just like they didn't want anybody that was different they didn't want anybody that wasn't already there um yeah. they just they wanted their own people you know it's like i i could understand it if it was turning turning into a tourist attraction to like not want those type of that type of attention um but these are people that are trying to get away from something that's ailing them mm -hmm. It, it, I think that's where I, I have a hard time, like, sympathizing with these these residents. I wonder if it's so the land is own is government owned, right? So I wonder if there's is it like an official town? Is there is there a mayor or is it all like government mandated? You know, like who. Who gets to decide what happens in the town? 
I, you, there's got to be a mayor because I was reading that they had town meetings about stuff. Oh, okay. So the people who live there do talk to each other and they run it like a normal town, it sounds like. Yeah. Now, whether it's yeah. actually like... I mean, I guess it could just be like a group of people that are like, hey, let's have a meeting about what we want for the town. But at that point, like, how much control do they really have? You know what I mean? Like, how... Yeah. Do does the government really give a crap what these people do and do not want? Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, they, I guess, in the end, that's something that they need to work out. But it's just like a strange tidbit from this, like electro-sensitive uh, topic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, apparently people left because it's now 143 as of 2010. Oh, maybe. Oh, well, no, never mind. It now it's going right. up to 257. Oh, so like as of now it's 257? Uh, yes, as of 2020. That's a pretty significant increase. That's yeah. like over 100 people. Well, from... This is crazy. From 2012... 2013, it went from 180 to 103. All the way down to 93. And then all the way up the next year, from 2014 to 2015, it went from 93 to 223. That's such a weird transition. That's... I wonder if some of that, again, also has to do with the scientists. Yeah. Like, I feel like they're just sort of a an outlier in the town. They're also like 58% of the people are in poverty. Okay, so that that goes back to one of my other points is that if there are limited jobs, some of them just might not be able to afford certain things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. I don't know. It's it's all a very interesting subject. That. I guess if you're independently wealthy and you would like to live in a Wi-Fi free zone, uh, you know, feel free to check out the Radio Quiet Zone. Yeah, in Green Bank, West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're independently wealthy and would like to support the town, I'm sure they wouldn't be against that either. Or if you're independently wealthy and would like to move me to the Radio Quiet Zone. <laughs> yeah. I am all for it because looking at the pictures, it looks gorgeous. If you would like to buy me a vacation home in the Radio Quiet Zone, I'm here for it. Send me, send me a DM. Yeah, I'm for it. <laughs> yeah hit me up. Hit let's me talk, up let's talk quick. about details. Yeah, um, but you know, I think so. When I when I first suggested the National Radio Quiet Zone, I was really hoping for something weird, something creepy. Yeah. Um, I figured it just seems like the type of place that would have a conspiracy surrounding it. Yeah. Like, even if it was a newer conspiracy or, I mean, you have scientists, you have like a weird low population town, no Wi-Fi, like, yeah, yeah it just makes, that's like the perfect formula for something weird. Right. And to say that there's not... I was at least a little bit disappointed at first, but then we we came up with this idea, you know, with the uh, the electrosensitives and stuff. And I gotta say, it's it's pretty interesting to talk about and read about. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit different than what we usually talk about, but you know, I think a lot of times, at least when we when we're um, on more of the science side of things. We always have it always generates interesting questions and uh I guess it's a little more thought provoking. Yeah. But I think you know that's kind of what I got out of this is there are people who who feel like they're suffering from these electromagnetic waves. Um it is obvious that the the levels of um, the levels of electromagnetic waves that we're producing are not natural. Um, you know, could there be some sort of hidden uh, drawback that we just haven't stumbled upon in 
you know, the research that we've done, because honestly, like the age of Wi-Fi just kind of like popped into existence, right? Like for a long time, there was nothing. And then all of a sudden there was this explosion of Wi-Fi. So, you know, questions, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, either way, but it's, it's just, it brings up thought provoking questions about, safety the safety of of um you know the safety of progress i guess right technological progress right no i get you yeah Hmm. i don't know it's it's very it it makes sense that there would be things that we haven't discovered regarding the wi-fi signals and you know all that stuff because it, it happens all the time you know people they they're sensitive to light you know they're sensitive to you know all these different things smells stuff like that so why not you know electromagnetic magnetic waves like why not yeah so i don't know but that's all i got you got anything else no all right well i appreciate you hanging out with me tonight yeah thanks for the games yeah games and another awesome tin biscuit episode awesome Yes. Um, um, go ahead. I was going to say, um, in terms of Tin Biscuit episodes, these happen uh, every other week, if you guys are new here. Um, but we are always open to uh, topic ideas. If you guys have any ideas that you want us to consider, um, you know, you can send either I or Tin Man a message and do you want to give a shout out for our social media if you yeah. want to send a message there? so uh on twitter it's at tim biscuit r um or you can email us um at tim biscuit reviews at gmail.com and i check it very frequently every day in fact just to make sure i'm not missing anything so if you need to get a hold of us if you want to give a idea questions comments concerns whatever uh I'll get back to you guys as soon as possible. Yep. And if you have an idea for a creepy or creepy story, urban legends, myth, um, uh, or theory, let us know. Yeah. But that's all I have. I appreciate you guys for hanging out with us and listening to us babble. Um, But I hope you guys have a good night. This has been another Tin Biscuit review with Hotter Biscuit, me, and Tin Man, streamed live on Twitch every other Tuesday. Make sure to check the description for useful links and feel free to leave a review. Thanks, everyone.